0: The draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team, you're the general manager, you can fix it.
1: Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny, every year someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Let's talk about the draft. I need you to make a splash, Sonny. If you can't do it, then I have to do it. Just to be clear here, you're threatening to fire me, right? your job is to coach a team i give you they do it different in dallas yeah they do they win a lot how is it that the ultimate prize in the most macho sport ever invented is a piece of jewelry <laughs> oh baby it is draft week in oh, cleveland ohio welcome to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Matt Floor jancic Let's go, baby. It's draft day. It's almost draft day. And for once, Matt, we don't need a quarterback. We're able to just sit back and, and start building this Super Bowl contender. So, Jack, so pumped to be back on with you. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, it's
0: way different than what we're used to, I'll tell you that, but oh, I'll take man. it in a week.
1: Yes. And Matt, what I read today was that this is the very first time in the Brands, Browns expansion era since 1999 that all members of the coaching staff are coming back for Cleveland. First time. Like that right there tells you that this is a different team setup and situation something that it feels as real as real can be man this is this is uh you know baker's coming back again and got that 50-year pickup um this is hopefully the beginning of something real special yeah it has to be that they have to get it
0: right now mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is the most continuity we've had year to year since the franchise has been back this is the time to get things right yeah. this isn't the the time to sit there and and mess around too much let's
1: do what we have to do get it done be committed and go to work Yep. and we're gonna do our browns mock draft today on the doghouse hit us up on social media at andy mc81 at matt on twitter on instagram at andy mc sports at matt flow sports who do you want the browns to take or what position because this is the interesting part matt picking at 26 for the browns it's almost like, well, you know, you you look at the position you want, not necessarily the guy, because there's so many what ifs in front. Like past years, we're picking what top top ten, top three. Like, yay, yeah, you know what? We can probably single a guy out. Right now, for me, it's got to be depending on it. It's got to be cornerback. Like, that's got to be the position being gunned for. Uh, what is it for you? Is there a spot that that really stands out that you think, okay, if you know, if an appropriate player is there that that's where the Browns should go. Best defensive
0: talent available for the second or third level. Um, I think there's depth at the edge rusher position that you can get to in the the second and third rounds, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we need a playmaking linebacker that we have not had in all due respect to Wally Rainer, Jameer Miller and Dequell Jackson. They had, they they were great guys when it came to to making tackles, but I'm talking an impact guy that's going to live in the backfield and scare the hell out of anybody going across the middle. We haven't had that, oof, probably since Clay Matthews. Since Matthews. Yeah, I mean that's that's how long it's been. Yeah, and uh, we we need a guy like that. We need a guy that is going to be a pain in the neck for opposing offensive coordinators to game plan for.
1: And somebody that, of course, when you're looking at all this, who can cover the run because of a certain quarterback in Baltimore and, and a whole bunch of other situations, right? But I'm with you. It's got to be defense. The offense is intact. And this is a case where what I love, Matt, is that Andrew Barry added enough in free agency so that there is not one glaring spot where you say, boy, man, if they don't hit on this in the first round, you're screwed. You got to inexperienced linebacker from Indianapolis and Anthony Walker. You got that safety in John Johnson. You got a great corner who can play the nickel in Troy Hill, Jadavian Clowney and Tack McKinley picking up. Is Clowney going to be on the field? I don't know, but they're at least in a spot where they don't need Clowney to ball out because they can add elsewhere and have added. You want them to. But what I love, Matt is a lot of these contracts. It's more on the player to show up and show out because they want future money than on the Browns really relying on them. I think Andrew Berry's done a brilliant job building this team and really setting themselves up for what you said, being able to pick the best available defensive player.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. They knew that they had some building to do um, on that side of the ball, and Andrew Berry went out and he addressed it. He didn't make the sexy picks. He didn't go after the biggest the names, although people would argue uh, I would say he's more named than he's more sizzled than steak at yeah. this point in his career. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm not counting that as yeah. like a big splash move. I'm counting that as a, a guy who saw this as his best option because there were no other options. Um so I, I I think he did the right thing. He built with quality guys that are going to be impactful, maybe not difference makers, but still impactful guys. Yeah.
1: Well, Matt, I, you know what? Say what you want about Clowney, and I'm with you. Um, he's been a, from what is expected, a bust in his career. But there are areas where he can contribute. He's always been double-teamed. That won't be the case. If he stays healthy, chance for a big year. But I can't wait until we see the visuals, the pictures that show up on, on social media of him and Miles Garrett standing beside each other. Oh, those are two big boys. Oh, man. Those are two big dogs right there. Woo. Yeah, there's some big, Yeah, those.
0: Those those are the kind of guys you want to lead in the pack, that's for sure. Those those oh, two man.
1: those two guys are, are are very large human beings mm. and they take a lot to move. No kidding. Well the draft is in Cleveland, Matt, as you know, breaks my heart. Like this is I, I'm I'm very positive person overall, but like this honestly makes me super sad that I cannot be in Cleveland with all of you guys for the draft, seeing all the pictures. It hurts me to my very core, but you know, it t- took a, 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 a world pandemic act of, of God, act of whatever, to keep me out of that, uh, out of the draft and out of the town. So I'm very sad I won't be there, but I'm, I hope everything works out great for Cleveland financially and they just have a great run and it's just a really good time.
0: Yeah, I'm not optimistic that they're going to get Nashville-like numbers. Oh, I don't think um, so, no. Because Nashville just had an incredible experience down there. I mean, it was literally down Broadway, and they had all the bars that factored in to, you know, all the economic development that they saw from that event. But I think it will help bring some money into the community. And more importantly, it'll shine a good light on a city that we both love uh, that's come a long way in a a very long time in our lifetimes and uh, hopefully we'll continue to uh to progress in the positive direction
1: all right matt it's time it's time for our cleveland brown mock draft now here's here's what i'll say i would be very shocked if the browns used all these picks because they have one two three four five six seven eight picks This is a team built again, nice and and new over the last couple years. You don't need eight draft picks. You got your starters, so I would expect because of how aggressive Andrew Barry has been, probably a trade up from one, like uh, from twenty-six, to move up higher in the first round to maybe get a better defensive player package, bundle some stuff. So I I would, I would be surprised if all those picks were used. What if you are? If you were laying down some money, you know, some some odds on the Browns staying at 26 or trading up, which which way would you be betting?
0: I see them trying to trade up. The deal has to be right for Barry to make the call, but I see them being active on days two and three in terms of using those later round picks to try to move up
1: maybe a few spots if they Uh, see a guy that they really, really want. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, Okay, Matt, you know what? Hey, let's pretend it's draft day, and let's pretend we hear this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that sound so much. I'm going to go first, and we'll alternate our first-round picks, okay? You ready to go? All right, let's do it. With the 26th pick in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Greg Newsom II, cornerback, North Western, And I make that pick again, figuring the Browns are at least going to try to trade up for a, be- a better corner. Maybe it's J.C. Horn. Maybe it's Patrick. Certain, whatever. But if not, you add Greg Newsom. Now, also, Matt, this pick sort of falls into the same injury quandary that they're in with the likes of Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, because Greg Newsom has missed games in each of his three seasons at Northwestern. Why do I think they should make this pick, though? Dude did not allow a touchdown in 2020. 25 defended passes in just 21 games. He's fluid. He's instinctual. He follows routes. He mirrors people. It. He's long. Six. I hate you. I hate those short little corners zipping around on the outside. Six feet 192. The big question is health. But if they feel confident, you add him into the mix, and I think that is a guy who could contend to start opposite Denzel Ward day one. So give me Greg Newsome. The second out of Northwestern.
0: I'm not mad at it. I, I don't. I don't hate it. I'll. Uh, I'll say that I think there's better options there for the Browns. At least in my mock draft, okay. there was a certain linebacker from the University of Notre Dame Ooh. named uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who I think would be a much, much more impactful player at 26 if they stay. If and that there. is who I selected with my first-round pick.
1: The linebacker core we know could certainly go. Like it, it Here's the thing, that being this low, you don't know how other people evaluate. Like my mock draft that's coming out at Sportsnet.ca on uh, this Wednesday, I have Cormo going 18 to the Dolphins. Some people have him going in the team. Some people have him going late 20s. So it really depends with all the the shake and bake type of deals. I just wonder with the history of this front office and uh, Joe Woods' defense. In an ideal world, to him is a four-two-five sort of limiting the linebacker part, and you got Phillips and stuff. I wonder if that's the pick they go there. But certainly talent-wise, man, like this guy is a, a ACC Defensive Player of the Year and led Notre Dame in in several defensive categories. Like. You're, you're so right. You pop him into the defense. Oh boy. That's, that's a difference maker day one. Yeah,
0: I I think so. I think the talent is just, it's there and it's too hard to pass up on. Um, he was, I, I did a mock draft about six times cause I had some technological issues and half of the drafts, he was there at 26. The other mm-hmm. half of the draft, he was gone by 15. So okay. it's, it's a real crab shoot. Once you get past those first three picks, which I think we can all agree on are going to be quarterbacks in some way, shape, form, or fashion and combination thereof. But uh, yeah, this is about as, as weird of a, of a back end of the first round that we're going to see in quite yeah. a while for sure. Yeah,
1: no, you're right. And the tool we used folks, it really fun to use the DraftNetwork.com, So you can do your own mock draft for the Browns. And like Matt said, go through several different situations um, you can have it where you pick all the picks, just the Browns picks. In this one, they had, like, trades going on and stuff like that. So it really makes you sort of think and see what's available. So we're going, really, on this based on who's available on this draft simulator from the draftnetwork.com. So that's, that's also plays into um, our thinking here. And now, for me, I'm looking at the Browns' next pick, and we look at, okay, where do you need help now at 59? I'm going to stick with defense. I figure we got the safety spot. And the safeties really this year don't excite me too much. There's a lot of second, third round guys. So I figure, all right, you got Clowney. You got McKinley. But McKinley's on a one-year deal. Clowney's on a one-year deal. And you can't rely on him. I'd still like a kind of an upside type of guy. So at 59 overall, falls to the second round. How about Gregory Russo, edge rusher, Miami. And Matt, 6'6", 266, off the edge. Imagine lining him up with Cloudy and and Garrett. And check this out. Now, he opted out in 2020 because of COVID. But in 2019, it was just Russo and Chase Young who had 15 or more sacks in college football. He had 19 and a half tackles for loss in 2019 as well. Now, the problem is he's one of those one-year guys. He did it for one year and opted out. So... There's questions. He's going to be raw, but I figure if you have the depth, you can sort of pick and develop him gradually, and sort of put him in in those pin your ear back type of situations where you can use a 6'6", 266 sixty six pound frame to go get him. That might be a good that might be a good pick for the Browns to have that developmental guy coming in. So I, I go Greg Russo at fifty nine overall.
0: I had that in a couple of my mocks, uh, but the one I'm looking at right now, I went a little bit different with the edge rusher because of the opt-out situation and the one-year wonder type of label. And instead of Rousseau, who I loved what I saw stat-wise, but I was Mm -hmm. a little concerned that it wasn't over a longer period of time.
1: I went with edge rusher Carlos Basham Jr. from Wake Forest University. I like it, Matt. Basham. First of all, the name. Tremendous. Like Basham jerseys. Flying off the shelves. That, that's oh yeah, great. Handling. I mean, that's a market that, That's marketing
0: gold right there. But aside from that, <laughs> I mean, just a, a guy who can wreak havoc, get into the backfield, had double-digit sacks. Just a, a, an outstanding guy to line up next to Miles Garrett. He has all the physical physical tools, and he doesn't have as many question marks. With one of the things I saw with Russo that I was a little concerned with was that the consistency was inconsistent, if you will. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. He could get knocked off his edge pretty quickly. Uh, This, this is a young man that seems to have better body control. And I think will be in a, in a much better spot to be a consistent impactful player. Now, either way, I don't think you go wrong though, because the guy's playing opposite miles Garrett and anybody who plays opposite miles Garrett tends to look a little better than they would if he wasn't there.
1: Sure. Yeah. And Basham. Now, in my mock, Basham was off the board. Um, So I went with with Russo. And he's one of those guys, Matt, that has uh, people say it could be late first round, could be end of the second round. Right. And so it it really, again, depends where they fall. Uh, So we're down with two picks. Let's see what pick number three gives. And I pick I stick with defense. I move interior defensive line. Tyler Shelvin, LSU. And we know how this Browns front office likes LSU players. Okay, 6'3", 362. This is somebody where we look at at Shelvin who has been able to, to play in uh, and show the skill set to play in different types of schemes, either a 3'4", a 4'3". I like that defensive sort of versatility because it fits in with how the Browns move things around on defense. And he's somebody that he can... He can inhale double teams. You know, he demands that he can stop the run. Maybe not like he's not going to be putting up Aaron Donald sack numbers for you. He'll push the pocket back, but won't necessarily break through. But what that does is it eats up more offensive line power for the edge guys to get home. So there's, there's that sort of bend there. So I like, I like Tyler Shelvin. I also stayed
0: defense. I also win interior in the highest rated guy. When I was making my selection, and, and this, I'm going to openly admit this now. I am an Ohio State fan, so please forgive me for the next three selections because, uh, by happenstance, the best guy on the board at the position that I was taking were Buckeyes. Fine with me. So that's how I came about it. But Tommy Togiai, the interior defensive lineman from Ohio State, was my pick uh, in the third round. Uh, just a good a good up-the-middle defender. He's not going to wow you with sack numbers. He can get in the backfield but he's also extremely good at clogging up the line of scrimmage. And with the Browns losing Ogunjobi and free agency, they need to address that part of the line. And I think Togi is in the mold of a guy that they would want. The physical doesn't say a whole heck of a lot, just goes about his business, handles himself very well against some really big guards and centers. And I think he could be a nice compliment to what the Browns have going outside. And again, like with our edge rushers, they play better when they're next to miles Garrett, that might open a rushing lane or two for Tommy Togiai to get busy in the backfield.
1: Interesting pick. I like the mindset of the position uh, there. We're going to go 91st overall. So another third round pick for the Browns. And this is where I go linebacker. And this seems to be the MO of the front office here, Matt, where you sort of pick that, more middle rounds, guys with upside, guys who are fast, guys who have the measurables and, and things you like. I think Cameron McGron out of Michigan is somebody who can fit that mold. Um, 6'1", 232 pounds, and he's somebody that you can have in all three downs if you like. Um, he can blitz, or he can help stuff the run. The sideline coverage, pretty good. Uh, and, but his he has some undeveloped pass rush ability that has flash, but I think you could really bring out. And so for there, it's a nice spot, sort of in that comfort zone where this front office likes to pick linebackers, and you can add him into that mix. So I go linebacker there. Where do you go?
0: This is where I'm going to throw in some controversy and a curveball because we, all, we both like controversy. We do. So when I was doing my mock draft, you know, when looking at the Browns, roster it's not definitely not a position of need but this particular young man came up as the highest rated player at the position at 91 and i went with running back trey sermon oh oh my i went with trey sermon with the mindset that over the next year they have to sign denzel ward baker mayfield wyatt teller and Nick Chubb, all two long-term extensions. They're all coming due within the next year or two. And I think the odd man out of that group is going to be Nick Chubb.
1: Oh, no. Analytics
0: would say you don't invest too heavily in running backs. With Sermon, you're getting a guy who was a 1,000-yard back who has never had 200-plus carries in his collegiate career. So he's relatively um healthy in terms of miles run. Okay. And I'm just not sure that you get past a franchise tag with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Now you can argue all you want, but I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and say, all right, the running back is a position of strength. They have Kareem Hunt. Beyond this coming season to 2021 season, they do not have Nick Chubb long-term and this might be an opportunity for them to, to deepen that backfield
1: a little bit more. Matt, I, I don't, I don't like what you're saying, but I understand what you're saying.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, Hey, believe me. I don't <laughs> like saying it. Nick Chubb's my guy. I know. I got a I Nick know. Chubb Georgia Jersey hanging in my closet oh, right now. I love beautiful. the guy. I think he's an absolute awesome it makes sense. A guy saying, that no. you could have on your team. He goes out there and he runs like he's the 53rd man on the roster yeah. in practice. Every every other starter is going out there and kind of half-assing it. Uh, in the dog days of training camp, Nick Chubb's going full bore and he's going to put it. a shoulder down and knock somebody on their tail. If if he doesn't think that you're living up to what you should do, I, I absolutely love Nick Chubb. I just don't see them being able to mm. pay all four of those guys, and unless they get wowed by somebody on the interior of the offensive line, you can't walk away from Wyatt Teller no, after what not. he did last year. No. So no it, it it almost like the odd man out situation. I mean the franchise tag wouldn't be too high for a running back because most people devalue it. I mean you got your outliers like Christian McCaffrey and Zeke. uh and uh dang it just, Zeke, it just oh, yeah. fucked my head. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah. Um but Saquon hasn't signed an extension yet, so his average won't be factored in. And I I just get a feeling that Nick Chubb's going to be the odd man out. So I took the opportunity to to get Hmm. one of the best running, the depth running back uh, that could be a first and second down back and then have Kareem be your third
1: down runner. A shake up in the draft, Matt. I like it. Uh, Now we're a bit tight on time, so let's each say our... Last four draft picks, and then we'll sort of pick one out that we want to, uh, want to break down, okay? So um, 110th overall, Cleveland Browns select. Um, I'm probably saying the name wrong. Uh, Jay Tufeli, in, again, interior defensive line, USC. So I take him, defensive lineman, inside again, add more depth. Uh, inside, rotation, The love, love the rotation, so that's good. Then 132, Elijah Griffin, cornerback, USC. I go corner again. As we know, you can never have enough corners, and if you take Newsom with his injury history, you add a nice guy who at the very least can be a rotation in starter with that type of upside on special teams. 169, Trey Hill. I go lineman, interior lineman for the Browns. Little little depth, you know, but never have enough offensive lineman depth. And then the one I want to talk about quick, 211th overall, 211, the Browns' last pick, Josh Palmer. Wide receiver, Tennessee. And Matt, he is from Brampton, Ontario, just west of Toronto. And you add him in the mix, that's a little – maybe it's a little selfish because I think I might be able to, you know, maybe finagle some uh, some interviews because of, of the Canadian angle there. Uh, but he's 6'1", 210. We know the Browns need more size on that uh, uh, the receiver way. If this is the last year for Odell Beckham and, and Landry, you need to be developing sort of that – that core. I love Donovan Peoples Jones, but this is somebody who um, played with bad quarterback play and, and kind of crappy offenses at Tennessee, but all the skills are there and he can contort his body he can make contested passes. So I think Josh Palmer at the end as a nice piece, keep that flow at wide receiver going. I'll take him. So those are my last four. And we're having some technical difficulties with Matt's phone now. So we're going to wrap it up there. Matt will tweet out and we'll all tweet out our Browns draft picks at Andy MC81, at Matt Florjanta. Cannot wait for the draft, folks. And make sure you check out my sportsnet.ca mock draft article, It'll be out Wednesday, uh, and then post that on social media as well. So for Matt, I'm Andy. You've been listening to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nations. Dogs by nature.